0: Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, a registered dietitian and weight loss coach that knows exactly how to help you lose weight while having fun. Each week, I'll give it to you real by breaking down exactly what you need to do to lose your first 10 pounds and actually start seeing results. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women around the world look and feel like their hottest damn self by following my proven framework. What is up, babes? Welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I am very excited for today's episode because this is a little bit different than anything I have done for you guys before. On my story, what was it, this past weekend, I actually posted about diets. Cause I get a lot of like diet review questions, whether it's keto whole 30 South beach, you know, beach body. I mean, the list really goes on. And obviously, y'all know I have a proven method and framework when it comes to weight loss as a registered dietitian. And really, through my experience in school and working with clients, I've I've come to the place where I have a framework that I teach people, um, you know, personalize them, of course. But I have this framework that I use to help my clients lose weight at the end of the day. But when it comes to these types of questions, of course, I've had clients that have seen results on different programs or have done this and that. But as you can imagine, I have a super large majority of women who have tried different programs before and, you know, it it left them in a bad place, which is why they reached out to me. And, you know, whether it was not seeing weight loss, but. More importantly, also maybe an up relationship with food, feeling really confused. So I have some pretty strong opinions about these programs. Um, I've tried some of these programs and I haven't tried some of them before but I am familiar with them, especially with my background. So I really want to today to show you guys and have a real talk conversation. Um, We're going to do this, this diet reviews part one. I can't possibly go over every single diet in this episode. I will continue to do more though, as long as y'all make sure that it's enjoyable for you guys. But today I want to go over three very, very popular diets that I would say are the most common diets that women tend to do, besides Whole30, before finding me, and that is the Ketogenic Diet, Weight Watchers, or WW, and Noom, so let's go in. Hold up, plot twist, guys, before anything else. This episode, full disclosure, is not a I am shitting on diets fest, I am not here to bring down anyone that is doing these diets and they are quote unquote working for them. And by the way, working means not just you saw weight loss on the program, you actually kept it off. And that's really, you know, when something works, but that's for another day, guys, this episode is going to be giving you guys my unfiltered dietitian professional opinion on these diets knowing that yes i have a proven framework i live and die by that i cannot stand behind something i don't believe in but really i want this episode to just make you think about you know if you have gone on these programs before if you're frustrated with what you're doing right now and you're contemplating them it's important to have this knowledge so you can understand what these programs are about What are some of the things, you know, a dietitian that maybe you trust, hopefully you trust me guys, likes about these programs? And what are things I really think are massively not not great for your weight loss goals at the end of the day? So let's go. Drum roll, please. The first diet that we are going to go over is the ketogenic diet, also known as KETO sometimes known as low carb, sometimes known as horrible because makes you eat bacon and cheese and, and nothing else and you can't have a social life, but that's for another combo, guys. Okay, let's dive into keto. So I don't want to give you a whole history lesson, but the ketogenic diet is basically a high fat, moderate protein, and lower carbohydrate diet. Now, when it comes to weight loss, before we talk about any of these programs, What I always say on here, and y'all know this if you follow TSN and you're on the membership, babes, the only way to lose weight is eating less than what you burn. Repeat with me, ladies, the only way to lose weight is eating less than what you burn. So on any of these diets, they may have different food strategies, foods on limits, off limits, but at the end of the day, you can lose weight on any program if you consistently eat less than what you burn, which is why I think calorie tracking is so important. That being said, Keto is a higher fat, more moderate protein, and very low carbohydrate diet. Now, to be in a true ketogenic diet, that means you really have to be restrictive with your carb intake. Now, whether that's you know 50 grams below a day, I mean, different amounts of grams of carbs are allowed dependent on your body and how you're responding to things. A lot of women make the mistake of feeling like, oh my God, I'm on a keto diet. And they're really more in a low carbohydrate diet because what being keto really means is your body is in a state of ketosis. So our body's main fuel source is carbohydrates. So the whole premise of the ketogenic diet is we really want to restrict carbohydrates and that is our body's main fuel source, which then makes us shift what our main fuel source is. So we begin burning more fat for fuel, the less carbohydrates, the more fat you consume, the more you're pushing your body to burn fat. But the issue here, just like, um, I've talked about this with fasted cardio, burning more fat does not equal weight loss, right? You could have a high fat diet that is higher calorie than, than a diet you have with carbohydrates, which I see with a lot of my clients, but you will not lose weight. So when it comes to keto, it actually was not originally developed as a weight loss program. It's really being studied for longevity and Alzheimer's dementia and all these really cool things now. And I think they're, you know, for you know, people with PCOS or you know, even with diabetes, there's really cool research coming out of my hometown, Boston, um, and many other places on the ketogenic diet. And I know people that adhere to this type of plan, but at the end of the day, like it is a very restrictive program and I'm gonna get into that, but it was not designed for weight loss initially. We found out that it could have weight loss benefits for some people because it was just a really cut and dry program that um, you know, allowed people to eat less than what they burn with these strategies. That being said though, the ketogenic diet was actually developed more for epilepsy. That's, you know, how it was first discovered in around the 1920s. And it wasn't something that, you know, was designed to, you know, cut out carbs because they're bad for you and they cause weight gain, which is kind of what it's being morphed to in popular culture. Um, my issue with the ketogenic diet, if I was to give you an honest review of this guys is There is a ketogenic diet for health purposes that is really well-balanced, but you can do keto tremendously horribly. Um, You can do keto and it'd be a total fad just for weight loss without an understanding of nutrition. And with all the diets I'm going to be going over with you guys today, at the end of the day, you have to have an understanding of nutrition, I think, to use any of these diets in the proper way for your goals as a dietitian, if I was to do a lot of these programs, I may not like them personally. And maybe that's why I can't adhere to them, but because I have a knowledge of nutrition and balance, I feel like I'd be able to navigate them better. So my issue with something like keto is there's no like one keto program that they're teaching you everything. And they're walking you through that process. No, people are on the internet are seeing, Oh my God, carbs are fattening. Let's start eating more high fat and high protein foods. And they're getting all this stuff from blogs and in their CrossFit gyms and whatever it is. And that's, what's making them Go keto. And it's not from a place of understanding why this approach may help you with weight loss at the end of the day. But without further ado, what I do like about keto, because I'm not here to just shit on everything, um, I really think being ketogenic and eating a lower carbohydrate diet at times may be helpful because it can make you think about the healthfulness of your food if you're doing it in the right way not going to lie. There are a lot of processed carbohydrates that are associated with weight gain. They're simple sugars. They're absorbed quickly. They lack fiber. They're very processed. They don't keep us full. Now at TSN, y'all know, I don't want you to give up those foods, but at the end of the day, if you are predominantly eating a really high carbohydrate diet, you aren't really getting a lot of the more nourishing, healthy fat and protein sources, right? This can really help you say, you know, these foods might be off limits for a little bit of time. And I'm really going to focus on getting in the fat and, and protein that I need. However, I think the cons in my opinion, really outweigh the benefits for most of the women I work with, because if you do keto TSN, isn't for you because I want my babes to eat carbs every meal. I want you to have a social life. I want you to have pizza and ice cream and all of my favorite foods that I know 99% of my clients, they're also your favorite foods too and alcohol and all of these things. But with such a restrictive diet, especially that limits carb-rich foods, it can also, I think nutritionally from a dietitian's perspective, it can really limit the amount of fiber and nutrition that you get. And whether it's whole grains like brown rice and quinoa and Dave's colored bread, that's my favorite, whether it's fruits and vegetables, right? We are going to limit those in some respect with a ketogenic diet. And unless you're doing that with a dietitian, in my opinion, it can be very easy. If you did adhere to this for a long time, do you have vitamin and mineral deficiencies and not get what you need to be most helpful and keep your gut health, happy and healthy and you know, getting things that you need, in my opinion. I also think obviously the elephant in the room is that shit's hard to stick to who wants to cut out carbs, um, for a long period of time. And really it's, it's the idea of putting restriction and limits on your diet, which I think can be, really harmful for a lot of the women I serve inside of my membership. Um, so much of the work I do in my private practice is around showing you how all foods can fit. And if you want a plan where all foods can fit, Let's start building calorie awareness. Let's learn mindful eating. Let's understand what's in our food. So we can hit our weekly averages, have those foods, right? I'm not saying discipline isn't something you need. I'm not saying there aren't times where I'm like, you know what, Josh, Josh is my husband guys if you're new around here. I look at him in the grocery store when we're doing our grocery hauls. I'm like, we're not buying ice cream this week. I love ice cream, but I'm in the place too, where I can have that confidence. If I do want to be more disciplined, like me buying a pint of Ben and Jerry's is not serving me because I eat what I am surrounded with. So discipline is a different thing, but when you put for, you know, to, to adhere to the diet and see success, right. You have to be restrictive on a keto diet. There's no, like I can have carbs one day. Like you have to stay in a low carbohydrate state to be in ketosis for your body to burn more fat for fuel. So if you are not doing that, that is going to make you restrictive, can lead to binge can lead to you not doing this diet forever. And if you do not want to cut out carbs forever, you do not want to be on a ketogenic diet. And lastly, when it comes to keto, the really important factor is your social life. And if once again, you're not going to do something forever, you shouldn't start it at all. In my opinion, right? Some days you might be more disciplined other times throughout life as it ebbs and flows, you might have more flexibility, but if you cannot stick in your social life to a lower carbohydrate diet, that shit's not going to serve you. So we need to learn how to flow and lose weight and, and live a life with carbs because there's no reason why you can't have carbohydrates that also keep you full, add volume to your plate, add fiber, all of these amazing things. And they will help with weight loss, especially girlfriends, especially if you are active because you burn more calories when you work out. And most importantly, so much, so many of those calories are through carbohydrates. The more intense you work out, the more your body wants to fuel and run off of carbohydrates as a fuel source. So if you are more active, that's why you're craving those carbs, girlfriend. So if you're on a keto diet and you're going absolutely crazy, know that total calories are king and you don't have to be keto for weight loss. Okay, so now that we have dove into the keto diet, it is time to switch gears and talk about Weight Watchers. So, Weight Watchers has been a program around for so long. Y'all might not even know this, but there are registered dietitians that have promoted Weight Watchers, worked with, I mean, even with keto, also looking back, but Weight Watchers has actually been a research backed weight loss program that. Similar to South Beach and um, I believe Atkins and some of these programs, you know, physicians have recommended these programs because of the science behind them as well. And while I'm not an expert on the research around, you know, the adherence to Weight Watchers and how much weight people lose in whatever amount of time. And I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Obviously, this is my business. This is my passion. Um, and I don't agree with 100 percent of what they do. That being said, there are you know pros and cons to um, something like Weight Watchers, and it's kind of important to know these pros and cons um, if you have been on the program and how they might be impacting you now. So Weight Watchers, um, they have an app. I know they're rebranded to WW now. What um, I do like, but also dislike about Weight Watchers is the point system. I get so many questions about the point system. So I like the idea of points because I believe your calorie money, right? That I say to you guys all the time, that calorie money, you have a certain amount of money per day. So even if you want to lose weight, right? Like your calories are going to be less and it's going to be less than what you burn. So you're able to lose weight. This point system is basically a way to combine the benefits of calorie tracking, with also the benefits of what types of foods you should be emphasizing. It's with really, really great intention because there are so many different types of Weight Watchers points that um, are considered free and um, are like blue point, purple point. Like there's all these different types of points related to certain foods. Um, But when it comes to Weight Watchers, where I think it goes wrong is it's teaching you basically good great and bad food choices and kind of labeling these major groups with colors, very similar to Noom that I'm going to get into, but it's not really explaining to you what's in the food, right? You know, the portion and the point, and you you know how it adds up in the day, but these plans are not personalized because your calorie needs are impacted by not only your height and your weight and your gender, but also your physical activity level how active you are, your, um, activity outside of the gym, the types of workouts you're doing in the gym, um, which is why we spend so much time in the membership going over, you know, what are, what are you doing in the gym? Like, what is your exercise? We help you determine your calories and choose that activity level because it's not as cut and dry. And with our experience as a dietitian, um, my team of dietitians, like we're able to support you guys in that way, but you know, you, you log on to Weight Watchers and I'm pretty sure it's like a simple kind of question set. And then you're, you're told what program and the amount of points to be on. And, and then you go from there. And what, what I really wish it would do is it would have a higher level of personalization. And I'm not sure Weight Watchers will be ever able to offer something like that, but Weight Watchers is just not personalized enough to help you truly understand that calorie piece of it, right. And adjustments that need to happen. I don't, I don't think there's anything with adjustments in their program. What I do like about the program, as well with Weight Watchers, I haven't used the app, um, but I do know like their whole rebrand of WW is talking about movement, mindset, sleep, all of that kind of stuff, and they're they're trying to offer that support there. Um, what I think can be really harmful with Weight Watchers is this idea of free foods, and basically. Yes. I don't think y'all are getting away from eating broccoli, but no, like they are not free. Nothing, nothing is free when it comes to food, except water. I would argue because water is literally zero calories, um, different category of course, but there is no such thing as a free food. Fruits and veggies are low in calories probably, you know, something you need to emphasize more on your plate. Something I want, you know, I say half your plate veggies It's step two of my method, but when you're putting that as free, then the other connotation is like, well, if that's a free food, well, then what are these foods? They're higher in calorie. They're, you know, not as good for you. Like there's the negative connotation with that. So it really creates this divide of understanding, like, How can we fit in these high calorie foods with these free foods? And when you are constantly just trying to go for the free foods because you have no points left, it's not teaching you how to be confident and make your diet fit your lifestyle at the end of the day. I think it can be really hard. And um, even on the the new list over here that I'm looking at um, on Weight Watchers website, they have a complete list of zero point foods for blue. Um, 200 plus foods and zero smart points. This list has fruits on it, it has veggies on it. It also has fish on it and protein sources, there's yogurt. These are all free foods. There's zero smart points. These foods, healthy foods also have calories, right? So that's where I think having an understanding of the caloric content in your food and also descriptive wise, what's actually in your food. How can a veggie be in the same category as a protein? They provide different nutritional quantities and and amounts and your total calories in your body determine how many grams of carbs, proteins, and fats, those macronutrients you need. So I think it has such good intentions, but WW for me misses the mark because it doesn't empower you and help you understand what is that fat loss diet you need everything I do at TSN is based off of science and you know, you need a high protein diet. I love that they're emphasizing protein and veggies foods that we know are cornerstones of weight loss, but they're not teaching you exactly what are those portion sizes you need for a fat loss diet? How many calories are you eating? Is, is that the right map for progress? So if you're not seeing progress on WW, like it's very hard to determine where you're going wrong. And that's because you're just going off of points and it's like, okay, you're going to cut off more points. Like what's going to happen there. So I think, there needs to be more of an understanding of of what you're actually eating and not just putting an arbitrary point system on food. Time to segue into the final diet review of the day, and that is Noom, baby. So Noom is a very, very popular diet program that I think has been around for a hot minute, but honestly, it was probably like two or three years ago where I first learned about it. Um, Honestly, I first learned about it on the damn TV. It was right when I was working in private practice, actually about to start TSN. And my husband was like, Oh, look at that. Like they're trying to do what you're doing. And I was like, Oh my God. Cause they talked about mindful eating. There was no mention of calories or anything in there. You know, something that I hold near and dear to my heart and something I do with my clients. Long story short, when I found out and I feel like Noom, the mask was lifted off of what Noom really was, how as not a consumer because I wasn't going to buy Noom, but as someone who saw saw the advertisements on my television when I was living in Florida, the way I know Noom from my clients and doing my research on Noom is completely different than the Noom that I saw on TV three years ago when I first got introduced to it. So that brings me to my first point about what my thoughts on Noom are. So I don't even know where to begin because I've had so many clients recently come from Noom But before we even get into their calorie recommendations with, oh my God, that's opening up a can of worm guys. I just think Noom is really misleading. And I think they really advertise about how it's mindful and it's the last diet you've ever been on, but this diet is really restrictive and it honestly is so diety because there are, I mean, I mean, diety, I mean, like when, when you're given a list of good and bad foods, that is immediately bullshit in a program. And I think noon does that even worse than Weight Watchers. Very similar to WW, there is a food ranking system with three types of food at noon. There is red, there is yellow, there is green before anything else. What does that remind y'all of? that reminds you of traffic lights. And when you are in your car driving to go get your Starbucks, guess what? When it's a red light, what do you do? You stop. You know, it's bad to go through a red light. You are going to get in trouble, especially if the popo is behind you. So what do you think is going to happen when you do a red food, right? When you choose a red food on that list, those are foods that you want to limit. And Yeah. Let's be real. There are foods with different nutrition facts, different nutritional properties, different antioxidants, sometimes more harmful nutrients that we do want to limit in our diet. And honestly, I think it's less about what to limit and more about. Oftentimes, if we're having so many of these, not as nourishing foods, what are we missing out on? What are those foods we need to emphasize more of? See that mindset reframe? But I I hate the idea of just giving someone a list of this is good, this is okay, it's yellow. And then this is bad in the red because it's like, what the F? Like That makes you feel restricted. That does not teach you anything about how to implement those foods in your plan and also how to balance it all in. And I think the biggest thing is you have to understand what you're eating and giving a list is just saying like, this is bad without a reason why and understanding the recommendation. No shit. I want my clients to eat more veggies than I want them to eat processed meats like the new list, red, the red, yellow, and green list is for new. But I don't say it that way. And that's because that's that's harmful. That can do more harm than good. And is the sole reason why so many women after doing noom come to me because they're like, what the hell? Like I feel restricted. I feel restricted. Now I wanna switch to some positives for a second because I'm, I'm being a little bit of a hater over here. With noom, I think a lot of people. Online and even past clients have said they they didn't like the daily weigh-ins, and I've got people that that was really helpful for them. At TSN, I give my clients and community a hundred percent option to either weigh in daily or weigh in weekly. Sometimes, also, let's be real, my clients are having a major moment with the scale, and if it's negative for them, I say, "Eff it, don't weigh in this week," or you know, take some time off. Focus on how you feel, depending on what stage of your journey that you're in. And that's where I think weight loss is not as black and white as some of these programs have it to be. You have to meet yourself with where you're at. There's so much to what I do. Yes, I have a framework. Yes, I have a method. But there's so much personalization and coaching and mindset work that has to be done alongside any of these nutritional changes which I do like that new in, it has a mindset component that, that's really awesome. But I I think with the daily weigh-ins, it can be harmful for some people because you see the weigh in every day, it makes you perseverate on the scale. If you have done diets before, you have a history of disordered eating. I mean, that can be a really big trigger. But at the same time, there are so many times where I have clients that I tell them, hey, what would it look like if you weighed in every day? Right. You, I have a client actually. Who right before I was recording this, she weighed in at 151 first day Monday of starting TSM The next week she weighed in and it was 153 on like a Tuesday or something, and she was like, "Oh, like I I stuck to my range. Like there's some food stuff looking at her food long that she has to change, but it's like like do I need to adjust my calories? Like what am I doing wrong?" Where it's like we need to also think about like, was this a fluctuation, a two pound fluctuation? It's completely normal. In fact, four or five pounds can be completely normal. So weighing in every day will allow you to see, okay, like what did I eat the day before? When did I eat? Like, how is that impacting my weight? What are the trends? And for many women, I know you guys can't visually see this, but if we were to look at a, a graph, you know, so many women, their weight goes down, they have a little spike, if the weight goes down, they have a little spike. So many thing, Im- things impact weight fluctuations. So you may miss that lowest weight of the week or the day you weigh, it might be the highest day of the week. So it's not really telling you a full description of what is going on. No, now over weeks and months, if you only weigh in one time a week minimum, yes, you're going to notice that trend over time, but I do find it so incredibly helpful as a coach and mentor and dietitian for my clients to weigh in daily. And I think that done well with Noom, if, if, if that is a productive thing for, for you, it can be really, really helpful. And, and, you know, probably is why some people see a lot of success with Noom. The second thing I also really like about new, um, is they get into a little bit of this mindset stuff, which I'm proud of, right? Because many programs skip over mindset shit just go to the diet recommendations and call it a day. But so much of what I do, honestly, y'all think this is just about calories and food. Let's be real. This shit's about mindset. The true Transformations, my clients and my membership and my coaching that I've worked with, the thousands of women I, women I coached, it has to do with freaking mindset and the coaching piece of things. That's how we have a transformation. It is easy to follow food rules. It is easy to track our calories and see numbers in there. The hard shit is- breaking down our relationship to food, understanding what we're eating, why our goals are important to us, how we're not going to self-sabotage. That is the shit that is priceless. And I'm glad Noon asked the big question about why is it important for you to achieve your goals? And they have this mindset work in, 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 as woven into their program. Now it's not personalized, right? Which, which can be a struggle, but I'm glad that they have it. And I think that can be really positive. Now, regardless of this Weight Watcher, very similar food ranking system with the red, yellow, and green. The biggest struggle I see with new, and I've posted about this a few weeks ago, I say it intermittently. Is the calories. I mean, I am shook, ladies. I had no freaking idea Noom had people track calories. I remember it was a year ago, and one of the first babes that tried Noom before coming to me, she was she was telling me about Noom, and I'm like, I'm so curious to hear your thoughts on it because most of my clientele like has not done Noom before, like they just have it, and as it's getting more popular, and you know, more people do it this babe was telling me about her experience. And she was like, yeah, you know, like they have me on 1200 calories and I'm just so hungry. And I don't know how to fit in the foods that I like. And she eats a lot of Mexican food um, with her heritage and culture. And it was just like really hard. And I'm like, hold up girlfriend. Like they talk about calories. Um, So that was my first little introduction to it. And then, I mean, honestly, I have never seen calories above fourteen hundred for Noom. Correct me if I'm wrong. Literally, please DM me and let me know if you're eating more if you're doing Noom. Also, I want to migrate you to TSN because your calorie needs have to be personalized. That's a whole different story, ladies. I literally have never seen anyone above fourteen hundred calories on Noom with the clientele that I work with, and. Yes. Some women could eat 1200 calories and see results, right? Like it's less than what they burn. Maybe that is, you know, slightly less than their maintenance calories. And that's, that's their range and that's okay. And it's an estimation of course, but for so many women that can be so restrictive and a big, big struggle literally taken from Noom's website that I I think is a huge concern and just you know, completely ways I I personally interpret the science and coach my clients as a dietitian to determine energy needs. Um, Noom, what they do is, and literally, this is from their website. They say. Noom uses the basic principles of what's known as the Harris-Benedict equation to establish your calorie intake. Now there are many different various, I've used Harris-Benedict before. We have um, a specific one in the membership we have you guys use that are, these are scientifically backed estimation equations that I, I use, I've used with my clients for years. And we use those equations in addition to also how you track your food right now. What is your true maintenance? Because these, these can only be an estimation at the end of the day. And I'm assuming you've never done, Noom, but they're not explaining this to you guys because when I have babes join my membership, when we're calculating calories, it is so incredibly important to understand that these are estimation numbers. First off, we can't live and die by the numbers. They will help guide us, help you know, help us achieve that calorie deficit. But at the end of the day, we cannot live and die by these numbers because our body is a living, moving, breathing metabolic machine that is not under these closed conditions of perfection. And these equations are based off of extrapolations of huge population data. It's not a a true reflection of you know this exact. Exactly what you're burning. Right. So that needs to be explained. The second thing though, is with this equation, you will determine your BMR, which is basal metabolic rate. We do this in the membership, right? You got to determine that number because that's how many calories you burn just completely at rest doing nothing. So they do that off of gender, age, height, and starting weight absolutely amazing. But what Noom does is they do not ask you about activity level. They don't have education on activity level. I mean, God damn it. Babes, in my membership, we literally have us approve your calorie ranges for adjustments and also setting your initial calories because Despite all of the information we put out there in the membership regarding activity level, this is one of the hardest things for babes to choose because just because you work out doesn't mean you're working out super, super hard. And I think you need a high activity factor to basically multiply your basal metabolic rate from. Traditionally, what's supposed to happen when you use these equations is you have your basal metabolic rate and you basically say like times 1.2 or 1.55 or whatever the numbers are, 1.35. And that basically determines your maintenance calories, which then from there at TSN, then we determine your deficit. But what Noom does is they do your BMR, they keep sedentary, they add in calories for exercise, but I don't think they're thinking about the thermic effect of food, which goes into your calorie burn daily, like the, there's more calories on top of your BMR that you need. And to my understanding, they talk about none of that here. They just like basically want you to eat at your BMR, which is kind of wild to me as a coach, because you know, I'm, I'm so many of my clients are scared to eat below their BMR. We don't want to do that. Right. And it makes so much sense if you're on Noom and you're so freaking hungry. So those were kind of the biggest red flags to me when it comes to Noom, but you need to determine your activity level and your activity level is gonna go into your maintenance calories and you have to know your maintenance calorie range through tracking your food and through estimating it to then know, okay, this is where I'm gonna start slashing a few hundred calories here and there. TSM, we go 300 to 500 below. I don't see any of that education on Noom, which is why I think it can be a huge red flag because it's telling you what to do is trying to make a cookie cutter situation out of the diet program. And it's not, you know, it may work for some people, people. And that's why people see success with these things, but because it is just so not personalized, it also, unfortunately is not going to work for a large, large majority of people. But without further ado, ladies, just snapped in front of my camera. This was the first diet reviews part one, like so fun, so exciting. And also this week as this airs, I know is the first week of the Titan and Tone Challenge, baby. And on the topic of calories and activity level, you babes know that you should be going into the program. And if you haven't already, if your activity level is changing, you're going to need an adjustment. So we offer that inside of the membership. Don't forget ladies, if you are participating in the Titan and Tone challenge, your exercise and activity level is changing. It is important to consider that, um, just because if you're not very active right now, and you are going to do this program and you're really going to go gung ho and all in, um, it is important that we just make sure your calories do get adjusted because we don't want a new situation to happen where you're so under fueled but that's all I have today, ladies. I hope you have such an amazing fricking day as you are listening to this. Hopefully it's in the morning. Um, and most importantly, if you liked this episode, please let me know, tag me on your story. Let me know what you thought about the diet reviews. And most importantly, let me know what diet do you want me to review next? I will do it for you please do me a favor and take a hot minute to leave a review on iTunes and share this episode with a friend. The way the sorority nutritionist podcast has grown and TSN has been able to help even more women has been from women like you sharing their experience, listening to the podcast, how it's transformed your life, and most importantly, by getting other women to actually take a listen to it as well. By leaving a review, I really, really freaking thank you. I'm going to be corny AF from the bottom of my heart because you are straight up helping me help more women just like yourself, just like you and I, so they can lose weight while having fun and do it in a balanced way instead of following crazy fat diets you find on the internet. So Please take a moment and leave a review. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. And most importantly, I cannot wait until next week. Another episode drops. See you then, babes.